0: Colorado Sports Guys podcast is brought to you by the Denver Chop House. Located in the heart of Lower Downtown at 19th and Wine Coop, that's Wine Coop with a K. Great spot to enjoy a steak or a burger, or have a few from their selection of house-brewed beers. Watch a Nuggets or Avs game in their welcoming dining room or belly up to the bar. Either way, throw on your hometown gear and head to the Denver Chop House, a proud sponsor of the Carl Sports Guys podcast. They love Nuggets, Avalanche, and Broncos fans. We love them, they love us, and we love you. Enjoy the show.
1: From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Jeff Morton, Ross Martin, and Nate Timmons. Hey, what's up, everybody, out there on this wonderful Colorado day? The sun was shining, we had some heat flowing. Of course, I am Nate Timmons All with me, made. as always, Ross Hipster's Glasses,
0: Martin. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys Podcast, where the West lives, where the West lives on and on and on. Yeah, haw yee <laughs> Making his way down here from Thornton, we got
1: the king, Jeff Morton.
0: What's up, everyone? And, uh, and only on a day like today, following last week, where 37 degrees can feel like a heat wave. It was damn hot. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take off my scarf. It was balmy compared to you know zero degree temperatures. Beautiful. Hot out there. You know what they say. If you don't like the weather in Colorado, just wait fifteen minutes. Just wait You know what they say about that. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta love it. I would like to know who (laughs) they are. Who is they? You gotta love it when people say gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Who's they? (laughs) Plenty to talk about on the show today. What's up with the Nuggets, man against the Wizards? We're going to talk the about the most Denver Nuggets dreadful offensive <laughs> performance I've ever seen. We're going to talk it was about unwatchable. Yeah.
1: We're going to get into Ross's headlines. We got Nuggets, we got Broncos, we got a short week cuz the Broncos are coming up on Thursday this week. It's crazy. <sighs> I so
0: know. We're going to have to rush over it's for a Gamblers n- on the Storm. It's a night I would normally skip out on my bowling league. Because I would want to just kind of sit down, hunker down, watch my Broncos in the peace and quiet of my own home. But I'm going to be bowling because it's the last night of the season and I can't miss the last night of the season. We're in contention for taking this frickin' league and my team needs me. Is there like a playoff system or? No, it's cumulative over the, it's based on win loss record. So. so we could and you know, Number of pins knocked down Hmm. Is is there any team That you play named Pat Bolin? No, that's a good That would be a good name though That would be a good name, we could all get like uh, Like matching fur coats (laughs) You know, I think Pat Bolin only wore that one time you know that? 80s, I think he wore that okay. one time, and he has not <laughs> lived it down since. He's wearing this nice. You know, it's like you screw a goat just once. And, you know, that's kind of what he did there. He wore that coat one time. Big mistake. <laughs> but the, he can't live it down. All like people see when they see Pat Bowlen It's Canadian in a fur coat. <laughs> that's right. Pat Bowlen's Canadian. Yeah. Wow. Same with Orlando Jackson or Orlando Franklin. Orlando Franklin. They're brothers.
1: I think Orlando Franklin loves to fight to people. You and do? Yeah. He just, anytime there's a pileup, he's always coming in there looking to rough somebody <laughs> up. I like that. That's well, like good that that You
0: line. need your offensive lineman to do that. The pileup's the best part about being one of the big fat boy linemen.
1: Yeah. You just get to go in there and bowl people over, right. huh? Brings yeah. us right on back to that bowling conversation. Uh, <laughs> anything else? You guys want to get into some headlines? Headlines.
0: Headlines. headlines.
1: Headlines. Yeah. Headlines. Yeah! Headlines. Can't tell you guys how excited I am to have Soundbite back
0: in our lives. Oh yeah, welcome, Uh-oh. welcome back to the modern day Nate, podcasting world. You see Nate, world. he's all relaxed. He's just sitting back in the chair, sipping man. on some coffee. <laughs> this feels like an AA meeting or something. Why are we drinking coffee? I don't know. Yeah, we're, <laughs> normally we're on our third beer by the time the podcast <laughs> starts. So. Okay. Oh, man, you guys are going to be shocked here. First headline of the day by Troy Rank. Oh, Troy, you guys are probably like, "What?" I would what? say, "What?" Say, "It's what? December." What are you talking about? Why are you talking about Troy Rank garbage? Um, <laughs> I'll tell you. Troy Rank of the Denver Post in today, that'd be the what's the date? 10th? 10th or 12th? No idea. An even, it's an even day. One of, you know, (laughs) at any rate. Christmas Day? Uh, The Rockies trade for Oakland's Brett Anderson. Ship Drew Pomerantz to A's.
1: Oh, the Ubaldo trade is no more.
0: Have you guys heard about this?
1: I hadn't. I had uh, seen Brett something about it on
0: Anderson. Court. Brett Anderson. I have no idea who this person is. Okay. Well, let me just give you some highlights okay. of Brett Anderson's career. Okay. His his rookie season was in 2009. Uh, he's a pitcher, by the way. Oh. He's a pitcher. Pitcher. Um, Not a bellyacher. Since his rookie season in 2009, this is all according to Wikipedia. Uh, Anderson has been on the DL each year since. On the download? His list of injuries are. <laughs> 2009. I see you're chuckling at your own joke. Because if I'm if I'm not if I'm laughing, I'm entertained. That's that's right. Yeah. What are you doing over here, Timmons? Did you notice I pointed the controls of the mixer away from you? (laughs) I did. I want them back intentionally.
1: (laughs) Feel bad. I want them because
0: I just hear my voice getting quieter. (laughs) Oh. And that is a problem. It is. All right. 2009.
1: You guys are really loud, or my ears are just highly sensitive.
0: <laughs> well, you, you said, uh, set the volume on the recorder correctly?
1: Sure. No, probably not. Anyway, <laughs> S-
0: sterling podcast material right now. We did actually turn it up <laughs>
1: because we're at Jake's Food and Spirits, 3 Walnut Street. So it was a little difficult to hear in there.
0: But. So turn that down and then keep my levels up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Mm-hmm. We will edit this mm-hmm. out in post-pro. Well, anyway, can I get back to Brett Anderson? <laughs>
1: Who, the Rockies did something?
0: Rockies traded... Uh drew pomerantz to oakland for brett anderson let me tell you about him since his 2000 rookie season er, since his rookie season in 2009 anderson has been on the dl each year since okay oh, this is a perfect this guy is... for the Rockies. okay yeah. all right yeah. now you're paying attention him finally
1: and God, cargo can hang out it. on the injured list
0: 2009 forearm trouble 2010 forearm strain missed almost half the season 2011 Tommy John surgery made 13 starts before undergoing Tommy John surgery uh, in June 2012 recovery from Tommy John surgery made six starts before landing on the deal with a side oblique strain 2013 ankle injury appeared in six games before suffering an ankle injury later revealed to have a stress stress fracture in his right foot.
1: That yeah. sounds awesome. You got, you got Since I a reliable anticipated
0: opinion. a big zero from you two idiots on this topic, <laughs> I took the liberty of snatching a couple quotes from my uh, brothers from other mothers here. Uh, David Martin from Rockies Review. Ooh. This is what he had to say about this on Twitter. He says, I often criticize the Rockies, so it's only fair to give them credit. A flyer on Anderson is better than watching Pomerans struggle here. So he apparently is not critical of the Rockies in this move. Oh. And I can only assume that mm-hmm. means he good. approves on it. Good. Here is Andrew Martin.
2: Ooh, I'm the only person hey with
0: the last name of Martin who does not blog about the Rockies. <laughs> <in> <laughs> yes, but you do have the like world. glasses. Andrew yeah. Martin from PurpleRow.com. By the way, follow uh, David Martin on Twitter. He's a good follow for Rocky stuff. At Rockies Review. And here's Andrew Martin. Rockies Magic Numb. Rocky's magic numb. He said this number. trade this trade for Anderson was one of those steps toward competence that I seriously needed to see from the Rocky's front office. Hmm, interesting. These guys I thought you just are... told us this
1: guy was a walking wounded garbage can.
0: This doesn't make me question the trade. It makes me question these two Martin bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. These your guys. namesakes, your namesakes, are not giving me confidence. They... <laughs> they like it. Um, um You know, I've seen a lot of stuff where a lot of people were saying that it's just good that they got something for Pomerantz because he's just been a complete zero mm, yeah. for the But See
1: the drunk, or is it the other guy? The, the
0: drunk was uh white, Alex, Alex or White, or something. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so at any rate, in the right direction. At any rate. Um, I hope David Martin and Andrew Martin are somewhere doing a podcast about this because I bet that's interesting.
1: And the other thing, too, that we can't look at anymore, right, is like win-loss record, ERA. Those are like – you should just throw those out in baseball stats. So I wonder what his uh, good stats are, whatever those are, war, whip. I don't know. I
0: have no idea. It's like it's all Chinese. Sounds
1: like an S&M thing, war, whip. (laughs) All that good stuff. I don't know. Man.
0: Give me the war. <laughs> is, is whip a, uh, a a defensive or a pitching statistic? Isn't that an offensive I... statistic? Could be. Anyway. I don't know. Man. I think you're holding out on us. I think you know more about uh, those things than, than you're letting out. Man. Know. All right. Next headline Idiots. Uh,. This one is from Joan Neeson in the DP. Your favorite. (laughs) I put DP. After last week and you calling her an idiot. Uh, Yeah, that was a stupid idea. The lasers. I think we all agreed it was a little dangerous. (laughs) It was very dangerous. Completely, utterly negligent to even suggest that. Someone could get their arm lopped off. Uh, Here's their headline. Broncos Peyton Manning practices. Wes Welker, Derek Wolfe Out.
1: I did see on the ticker last night on ESPN that it said uh, John Fox won't rule out Wes Welker for a game. So I'm glad to see the Broncos still don't care about concussions.
0: I don't <laughs> understand this argument. But it's not—he's had
1: like six or seven or eight in his career.
0: I mean, this guy—that's not a lot. That's not a lot. How many? He's playing playing for a long time.
1: He's been like seven or eight years. I don't if know. You eight get or nine years? one
0: concussion a year—that's not that many concussions. Yeah. Ross, how many concussions one, have you had? I've had maybe I've had one or two. Like I've, I've had like two, for <laughs> Recently sure. Recently or for sure. You know, the first concussion I had, I was at a as a birthday party at the Holiday Inn. One of my friends, like, are friends with the cool mom. She hotel, would rent out like motel the whole
2: ho- hotel. Inn. And I
0: get pushed into the pool before the party even starts, fully clothed. Oh, and you're I that guy. Jump out! I jump out. Yeah, I push you in the pool. And too. I chase after this guy. And, uh, you know, through the, you know, the, the area by the pool. And then I come around the corner and I hit tile and I slip and I fall land completely on my head. This was like in sixth grade. <laughs> I had to spend the rest of the night just kind of like half sick, like fully concussed, like big time. And this person's mom was kind of Id- an idiot because like she didn't notice that I was just kind of like green, lying, you know, propped up. Kind of and... like John Fox. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> the next day I felt hungover. It was like probably the first time I ever was hungover. Well, it, it was. I mean, not really, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then it was good a couple days later. I could have played against the Chargers. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Sixth but there has been a lot of talk NBA about that. Chargers, eh? You know, Benjamin Hockman had a uh, an article in the Post today that said, the Problem is, no one knows what will happen if Wes Welker plays. Okay. Let me guess. He's probably going to get a touchdown
1: and maybe a concussion.
0: Yeah. I mean, the guy's having a career season. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's playing well. You think he gives a shit about a concussion?
1: No. Nope. No. Probably
0: not. And why do we care all of a sudden as fans? Because PBS oh, makes a hell of man. a documentary. We're now all of a sudden cared about the well-being of all these athletes yeah. that we're going to take this high road. Well, you know, Ross, I've always cared. <laughs> Nobody cares. Wes Welker wants to play, and if the doctors clear him, I mean, it's a medical thing. The medical thing is yes or no. It's not up to John Fox, it's not up to John Elway, it's up to whatever the doctor is. Yeah, I'm sure and NFL doctors
1: Welker. are uh, up to
0: snuff. I'm sure yeah, they're I'm, not I'm, paid I'm sure, by the teams. I, Yeah, I'm sure they're it's totally on, football. The up, <laughs> on the up and up. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe just nobody should play it. Maybe nobody <laughs> should play football. See, and then, then West Welker will live forever. See, I think now you're on to something. Now you're else. on to something. <laughs> I
1: mean, now you're getting into Prolonging life, yes.
0: Yeah. Mike Kliss in the Denver Post. Yes. Um, Everybody's right. Today, yeah. December, something. whatever. Uh, sometime between, like, the first and Christmas. I know that. Yeah. Former Bronco Jason Elam thrilled to see Matt Prater break his field goal mark.
1: Oh, I'm sure that Elam was thrilled <laughs> to be taken out of the NFL record. Thrilled box. that you did that. <laughs> I just thrilled. get the impression
0: that Jason Elam, of all guys, has left football completely behind. I don't think he gives a shit. He's living in Alaska. Yeah, you he's know, my, living in Alaska. Speaking of which,
1: my parents saw him on an episode of like Living Alaska that like showed him by his house in Alaska. I bet it's, that's a nice it's, house. It's like House Hunters, you know, on HGTV, but this is on mm-hmm. some Alaska channel that my parents can't get enough of for some reason.
0: Alaska's the, but, all the rage now.
1: I was wondering what happened to
0: Jason Elam. Yeah, lives in Alaska. Uh, you know, for a while he was writing novels, and uh, I read uh, I read one of them, or I tried to. I couldn't. <laughs> It's like called Monday Night Jihad or something. I read Reggie Rivers' <laughs> He's book. He's trying comments. to ride that wave of, you know, like Islamophobia oh. after the, uh, yeah. and uh, I think that, um,
1: Islamophobia is and I,
0: a I, I think, uh, the, uh, commissioner of the NFL or, uh, <laughs> whoever's in charge of the Super Bowl might have read that same book as well because, uh, there's another headline here, tailgating no allowed no longer allowed at the super bowl starting with this next super bowl. Sounds reasonable. They've taken ah. all now, the Let good, me fun let me ask you something though. Bowl. Let me just put this put this out here. Can anyone who is a person who would tailgate attend actually attend a super bowl? <laughs> are you ta- talking about the expense and you're talking <laughs> the, about tailgating? Yeah, the, the 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 exorbitant expense that you have for like even a ticket? I don't know uh if you when the last time you went to a tailgate was at the Broncos game, but there are some tailgating setups. That I'm not kidding are in the tens of thousands of dollars. I, I mean, some of these RVs cost a quarter of a million dollars. Do I'm people sure. make money doing that I, shit. I, I, I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm sure some of these people also live in some of these uh, things. <laughs> so maybe you know, you know, pull up my <laughs> so you might RV have to be on and, something yeah. there. Well, couldn't but, you just uh, go
1: tailgate the Super Bowl? Like if you lived in New York, or if you're a Broncos fan and you wanted to go to New York and just tailgate it, like that would be an experience.
0: No, right? You cannot. And let me explain to you why else. What else they're doing? here.
1: Well, you could have.
0: Oh, you could have. I suppose. Yeah, this year they're not letting you even walk to the stadium. Cool. Even if you had a ticket, you could not walk to the stadium. You have to take one of the NFL chartered shuttles. That costs fifty one dollars. And I'm sure what So you have to pay to get there, you have to pay to get in, then you have to pay once you're inside. I'm doubting that the beers are any cheaper at the Super Bowl than they are anywhere else.
1: Really sounds like the NFL cares about the fans. Uh,
0: It's, well, you know, there's- Or the players. 350 million people that watch it on TV, (laughs) and there's 80,000 that go. So, it's like, what do they care? They're selling that game out no matter what, and so you don't have a choice. It's not like you can go to a different Super Bowl if you don't like the way you're treated here. And it's like – you know, uh, There's a Super Bowl in my uh, backyard that <laughs> I would like to <laughs> hold. If you all want to watch that, I will charge you $15 a pop. But
1: you, how, how many people do you guys know that have been to a Super Bowl that aren't media members?
0: I know uh, a couple people. Yeah, that's about it. One I or have two. never out met – Out of it. like hundreds. One, yeah. I've never know? met anyone who's yeah. not a Super Yeah, so – um, it's never been about I, the I fans have, of those. Teams. I have virtually, literally, no desire to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I have lost the desire to go to home football Bronco <laughs> games entirely. It's amazing what I got. Frigid temperatures will temperatures. <laughs> I do got you. invited to the to, to this game against uh, the Titans. Two invites. Yeah, me too. And I <laughs> t- immediately and i couldn't believe how happy i was that i wasn't going to that game yep. it's an it's an un, it's who likes to go to this experience where they treat you like a criminal to get into the building yep. right they pat you down then they uh charge you exorbitant prices for really really shitty beer uh, then they uh um it's cold. <laughs> 90% of your time while you're there, there's nothing to watch. It's either a TV timeout or they're reviewing a play or there's something you know, I mean, they maximize your time in there, three yeah. hours, four hours. You know, you're freezing your ass. It's not fun. It's, and I, I don't understand. It must be – I don't understand why people love it so much. And it's expensive even for the ticket. I say screw it. <laughs> that, I'm done. That, that Baltimore playoff, <laughs> done. that Baltimore playoff game changed you, didn't it? <laughs> I've been to three games. This season You know As you're getting um, Ross it's It's called Old You're getting Old This is This is like we, we You know After that let Playoff house, game, is After young that Playoff league. game He complained For two months About how cold He was i still Complaining about it so,
1: Ross, Ross just wants To sit home Where it's warm He can have His snacks His, his beers That he no longer Can that he now drinks. He can't drink the the cheap beers that you enjoyed as a college kid. You, know? <laughs> you priced yourself out of
0: going to a game. Well, I yeah, will yeah. say this. I do love going to the stadium and tailgating. That is the funnest part. And I'm always the one. I'm always the one in the group who's like, no, no, just five more minutes, guys. Just, we'll go in in five minutes. You know, there's a line. We'll take forever to get to our seats. We'll just wait till the line dies down. Yeah. I'm the guy that makes everybody miss the first quarter because I'm having fun playing cornhole in the parking lot. Well, it's interesting, you know, with that, because you know, with, you know, as Nate and I cover the Nuggets and go into the Pepe Center, obviously there's no atmosphere outside of the of the arena. Yeah, you know, why it's not don't a, people yeah. tailgate at a basketball game? It's you know, it's just there's so many of them. Well, you're also that's, your <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's, and it's, yeah, that's a good point. There's and so many, not of them. a lot of day games, there's 41, and then you know they're all at night. And it's a winter sport, and then but you know you go inside and then and they still overcharge you for alcohol and stuff like that. But at the same time, you're warm. You can get like a, a vodka lemonade and then just sit there and chill. You get one, and it's a two hour game, so it's like done like that. But your outfits you know?
1: at basketball games are also completely different. Like a lot of women dress pretty darn nice when they go to basketball yeah, games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like that too. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you do see like you know dresses and skirts, a lot of that more at it's basketball a, it's games. A it's a
0: place it's to different. be seen. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. indoors. It's a scene, I guess, is what you would say. say. It's a lot different. I mean, like, well, with well, baseball, there's no tailgating. But the experience inside is that the food is probably a lot better at, at, at uh, baseball games, from what I understand. So
1: We used to go to a lot of, we'd treat basketball games, we'd go there first, and then we'd go out afterwards downtown. So it's like you always did kind of dress kind of nice, and
0: you know you treated it kind of like your little pre Tailgating is, I never really thought about it, but it is just kind of a football thing. It is just football. You know, I, that's actually not true. Opening day, I've done a lot of tailgating. Yeah, opening, opening day, day. But just a one day, yeah, really. That one day. But those bars in Lodo do a killing on opening oh, yeah. day. Oh, it is it's unbelievable. I and mean, it's like the same bar like you go to on opening day, and they're yeah. just like bringing in the crowds. You go to three days later, and they're like, no hats. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I've been saying for like two years, too, <laughs> they'd need to make that a national holiday and no work on opening day, except if you work in a bar.
0: I you <laughs> yeah, know what I, <laughs> oh, yeah or at the stadium. You know what? I say screw that because I like going to the games knowing all the people I work with are at work. Yeah. Because I'm the only person smart enough to call in sick pre, like 2 months in advance. Yeah. You know, I schedule that day as a day off. First of the year I'll probably go through and I'll just be like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and need April 5th off or whatever that day is. Well, <laughs> Ross, you still enjoy going to Two Rockies game, oh, it's the though. best. Is it's, it because of the, the time of year? Best, yeah. There's there's it, nothing better than a Rockies game. And it, it is a, you know, it is a, an experience going to a Rockies game. It's a nice stadium. Sitting in the bleachers, you know, you're not, you know, it's not like football where it's basically an arduous task. Oh, it's like to sit through four hour game. Like, you know. You know Uh, it's, and it's such, such a hostile environment. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so much
1: different. than baseball, even basketball is just animals.
2: Yeah. You're surrounded by animals. People stroll into
0: a basketball game. They get to their seat midway through the first quarter, you know. Yeah, Yeah, you're not going to get shot until you're in the valet line after getting (laughs) into your car. At Mile High Stadium, (laughs) you can get shot at any time. Yeah,
1: or just somebody's like, drop of a hat. Somebody wants to fight you or yell at you. I, I would never go. Probably to an opposing stadium, even in Colorado, in opposing
0: gear. I just—I've always thought that would be an interesting experiment to throw on a Chiefs jersey and just walk around the stadium in the parking lots before a Broncos-Chiefs home game. And just see what Denver is like for other people to see how bad that is <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sure I would be uh, very disappointed hey, we, in we, my own citizens. We do have a YouTube channel. We could set this whole thing up. <laughs> that's true. You <laughs> know, <laughs> well, I, was... I do have a story that's kind of similar to that. Yeah. This was, I don't know, 2007, something like that, 2006. It was that year whenever that Sprint commercials came out with Peyton Manning with the fake mustache and the wig. Mm. He's holding up his phone, his flip phone. I went out for Halloween dressed up like Peyton Manning with the mustache, the fake wig, and the Colts blue 18 jersey on. And I went out to the bars and everybody was just slapping me on the back, telling me how hilarious this was. Now, this happened to be the night before the Broncos were playing the Patriots or the Colts at home. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, that was kind of an ironic timing there. But then later in the night, I started getting a little sweaty. Mustache fell off. The fake mustache fell off, and it stopped becoming a costume, and I was just a a Peyton Manning fan, (laughs) and I was at like Spill or one of those places downtown, and I end up in the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I realize I'm surrounded by like 18 guys who are just like getting in my face, and they were like... You motherfucker, you know, they were just like screaming at me. And then as every one of them would chime in, another guy would be like, ah, yeah, fuck this guy, you know, and they were like all kind of crowding in. And like, it was, and all of a sudden this giant bouncer just kind of came in and just like picked me up and pulled me out. And he's like, you got to get the fuck out of here, man. They're about to kick your ass. And so like, uh, I have witnessed it a little bit as I'm trying to explain to them that I'm a Broncos fan and this is just the costume, but uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And then that's, at not uncommon either you know but it's a, it's actually the the pepsi center atmosphere is dreadful it is absolutely dreadful that, that's the epitome of phoned in entertainment at the pepsi center i mean andrew feinstein and i have agree completely on this the nuggets in-game entertainment is some of the worst i've ever seen and you know you got mark randall out there doing trivia you know and, and then it's like some like person, you know, juggling hats. Is it different at, at other places? places? It, it, it. I don't I mean, know. I, and I've never been to I mean, Andy a says it's amazing, you know, great in Milwaukee of all places. They but, did.
1: I, mean, I went to the Phoenix Suns game last year in Phoenix. They did a cool thing. I mean, the Nuggets do it too. though They just had those kids came out and did like the trampoline dunks, you yeah. know, but these guys were getting like... Four or five feet above the backboard, and you're like, "Whoa!" But like, this is like
0: halftime show, right?
1: That was like during the quarters or something. They kind of did it really fast. But I think like with the Nuggets, I love when they do like the just Joe averages out there doing the shooting contest against one another. You know, when they do the little timed, you know, make you one from the foul line, the shooting into the barrels
0: thing that they do. Not the
1: no it? shooting it into the that's hoops. such a
0: such a rigged. Thing anyway. i want like, to see
1: you know, regular people shooting into the real baskets for prizes then nuggets and that's never, all i need to see nuggets
0: never do the i mean like half court shot for twenty thousand dollars or anything like and those that. are
1: getting uh, big like yeah. i think last season there was like i don't know this is a guess but like 14 or 15 made half court shots for like 10 grand to twenty five thousand dollars. Well, to forty thousand dollars. the
0: famous lebron james going out and hugging the guy yeah know, that it, dude Throw a, a was, football pass in yeah and that that's like that's you never see that. You never see that. I mean, you see the shooting, but you never see the half court shots. I don't, which I don't is want like to see
1: that. like the people that are, you know, they do that Arby's one or whatever where they're dressed up as roast beef and they're running around jumping on each other. That's kind of strange. It's like, just show me <laughs> people. You sure that wasn't them. a
0: nightmare you had? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it might have been. But Did you like have some
0: bad roast Herbies Herbies and people? people. Yeah, it's, it's at every game. They have the sandwich thing, and
1: it's like you and your buddy are out there trying to race against these other guys for a roast beef sandwich. It's like, no, show me people shooting a basket. I want to see regular people trying to make these shots because you see, you know, so many guys shoot a three and it's like three feet short of the rim. And you're like, it kind of makes you appreciate the Nuggets actually being able to do that on a consistent <laughs> basis. What
0: do you guys feel about what's your opinion on the the frisbee dogs? Love it, oh. especially a football game. Oh, that's I the it. best, and it's that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, football games—that's games, perfect. Um, but yeah, but that, I mean, there's there's certain things that just are timeless, and that's one of them, you know. But it's like some of the stuff at the Pepsi Center is like, okay, this is so half-assed. All the stuff at Pepsi should just
1: be uh, shooting baskets and kiss cam, and I'm happy.
0: Kiss cam, I love it. You know the what they do cam. is oh, so they I invest everything into Rocky. Essentially, it's just like everything. All the pep center entertainment really revolves around Rocky. Yeah, let him do his and thing. I and mean, he's great All the ancillary stuff is good. But, you know, as far as the other, I mean, it's no longer the Tawaka Chill Zone. What's it called anymore? I forget what it is. It's It's probably the like like Fireball but, Chill Zone. But it was something else before fireball Tawaka. Over. Yeah, it was something else before Tawaka Chill But, I mean, that little bar there. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's not a lot of atmosphere, quote-unquote, around the pep center. But it is quick experience. You know, and as we were discussing with football, it's just... Dreadfully long. Oh, it takes forever you go there. Especially like when you were there last year. they cut off year. booze for a quarter of the time. Oh, do they? Twenty five percent. And by the way, the fourth quarter, it's not always just twenty five percent. It could be much longer.
1: Is that football games? Yes. Yeah. What basketball. The hell? You go to a Nuggets game at seven o'clock. You're out of there in between nine thirty and nine forty-five. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a quick
0: experience, and then you're out, and it's, that's why going to a basketball game is. You know, there's so many of them, but you get more people going because it's like it's just you know it's you still know, cut, cut take off a the beer. booze. They do. Uh, it just, just it's just the stupidest rule ever. I think they cut it off like yeah, midway I mean, through the fourth.
1: You drink ten beers in between the first and third quarter. What's one or two more in the fourth? Than <laughs> <laughs> then?
0: It's the difference between <laughs> ten and twelve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's probably something legal with that, right? Or no. It's a rule. Yeah, it's yeah, a law.
0: Weird rule. Um, oh, well. Headlines, headlines, headlines. Kind of trailed mm-hmm. off there. Oh, here we go. The Associated headlines. Press on December 6th, Nuggets Nate Robinson fined $25,000 by the NBA. Ooh. Did you guys hear about this? Yep. <laughs> it did indeed. Complaining what did he say?
1: Uh, well, Jeff and I can attest, I, I actually talked about this, I believe, with James Gomez on his show over the weekend. Uh, Nate Robinson, during the Nuggets, during the preseason, the Nuggets brought in, like, some NCAA officials to referee their scrimmage. Yep. And Nate Robinson is screaming at these guys. And these guys are there to help out the Nuggets during an inter squad scrimmage at practice. And Nate Robinson's <laughs> getting visibly upset and yelling at these guys. And so it's, it's not a surprise.
0: So this wasn't a real game. No, and and he talks throughout practice. He talks after practice. I've heard this about him. (laughs) He's he's like he's basically your class
1: clown. Is he the most annoying guy guy in the world? He's pretty funny, I think. But I mean, he's funny at
0: times, annoying at times. I mean, it depends on. It's hit or miss. It's volume humor with him. So if he's if he's gonna not gonna get you with the first one, he'll get you with the third or fourth one. You know, eventually. So
1: (laughs) he's just, and everybody on the team will tell you. I mean, he's just this hyperactive guy. Yeah. Yeah,
0: not just like. Are people like, I wish Nate would just shut the up. I'm sure sometimes. He I mean, he talks be, yeah. on the bench. Half the time opposing players get upset at the like, benches because Nate Robinson's over there squawking. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: that's just who he is, you know. So, I mean, the fact that he gets fined by officials and says that, not surprising at all. I mean, well, officials he, probably do hate him because they don't like being questioned and yelled at. And he does both
0: constantly. Yes, $25,000. <laughs> you know what they should start doing with these fines? Is instead of donating them to charity, every time they find someone, they should just pick one random fan and just give it to them. Oh, that would be nice. That would be awesome. But there's kind
1: of – Of course, then you'd
0: have fans instigating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's also something interesting about that point where Robinson gets fined for his comments to the officials, but he's not getting fined for – and nobody ever gets fined when it's – when it comes to the officials, they're getting fined for speaking out, but they're never – it's never like, well, he's wrong about this incident. It's like just don't talk about it. Oh, yeah. Like you're not allowed to talk about NBA officiating oh, reminds as a player,
0: me. as a coach, whoever. We need to have Tim It's be because out. they don't want the players – Exposing, they don't want their own people <laughs> exposing what's wrong with the game. It's that, bad for business. And that's why I'm surprised that Scott Hastings is fined
1: 25,000 after every game where he's just berating the officials on altitude
0: <laughs> sports. I think that, that, that comes from like, one, Scott Hastings is incredible because he's always berating the refs for screwing over the nuggets. So that makes it okay. If, if he was like honestly evaluating the officiating in the NBA, they probably would find him or at least somebody would make a call to make him shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, so, so it's basically that no one could take him seriously anyway because as you know, so he's such a Homer policy. Right. No exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But I
1: said too, I think that some of what Hastings duds does, does when he berates the officials or talks about the officials for extended amounts of time, I think that leaks into the fans the way that they, watched the game because we'll see a lot of people on stiffs where if it's a night where Hastings really is hammering the refs we see a lot of people on stiffs that are like talking about the refs and I'm like I wonder if there's that correlation there because really when he is talking about it a lot I find myself focusing on it a little bit more and I'm like yeah what is that call what is that and I don't know it's interesting like if if he
0: didn't do it at all I wonder how people would see the game well he's the one explaining what's going on on the color court. commentary right so <laughs> you know that's what, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. He's he telling does you well. how I a mean, play he, is he, deconstructed or And what he gets attention for it, and, you know, he, listen, regardless of whether his motives is, and when it happened, and I know Scott well enough to know that it's genuine. I mean, he really does think that. But that's the way, what, and also what's a, kind, kind of creates this, like, yeah. shtick that he becomes known yeah. for. You well, know? Scott Hastings is a part of the entertainment yes. for Nuggets fans. Yes. People like watching the games, they like listening to Scott. Call the games, Yep. right? Yep, he's uh very popular. Scott, I mean, everybody Scott loves Scott. Scott a, Hastings. Oh, I love Scott. Hastings. You know, Hastings, right? Scott started in with broadcasting, doing color commentary with the Nuggets the year after he retired. I mean, the year after he retired, and just then like just Jason doing, Kidd, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> just like kid.
0: I wonder if Scott ever spilled a drink. Oh Straight man, Jason Kidd just like <laughs> kind of like a clown. He has
1: spilled drinks before. He drinks like the little cokes and stuff. Hasn't he spilled? Haven't I mean, you seen on like TV and he'll something get spilled? Oh, and yeah. over there. Kind of <laughs> of He's just like Jason Kidd.
0: <laughs> All right, last headline here by Ryan Parker in the Denver Post's uh, First in Orange blog. No, oh, Ryan Parker, First in Orange.
2: Hmm. First an
0: orange blog. Orange, that's a good name for a blog. She should,
1: should change it to third and orange because really the Broncos have a lot of third downs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, John Fox headline: John Fox was registered in a hospital under the name Johnny Drama for heart surgery.
2: <laughs> really?
0: You guys hear about this? Nice. Anyways, that's
1: he's the, a big fan of uh, Entourage. I you?
0: suppose so. Yeah, either that. Or, I mean, I mean, some someone like me who isn't never, not really seen Entourage. I would be thinking, boy, that guy really wants to be found. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking for Johnny Drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. And then uh, this Ryan Parker tweeted that out, and uh, whoever plays Turtle, I forget his name. Uh, what's his name? Timmons. You've watched the show. He plays Turtle.
1: Just call him Turtle. I don't know. Oh, I don't think he has a real name.
0: Wow, <laughs> oh, what's his name? Anyway, <laughs> he just tweeted back to Ryan. He goes, "Can you confirm this?" Question mark. And it's like, dude, he wrote. I mean, what do you mean? You ask a reporter to confirm what his report, <laughs> his own report. Can <laughs> <laughs> you ask somebody else to confirm it? Can you so. can you confirm this? <laughs> no, I speculated in an article. About <laughs> yeah. you, you, Jeff, weren't a fan of the show, I guess. Yeah. Timmons, you were. Oh, I loved it. You yeah. Loved it.
1: I was sitting today thinking about winning uh, Powerball and how I would move me and my buddies <laughs> to Vegas as, and then I have my own entourage. <laughs> I, I daydream about this twice a week. <laughs> I never.
0: I mean, the Did impression that, I got of the show was that it was about Mark. Wahlberg and his douchebag friends. I mean That's what that... it was. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> but they're all pretty nice guys and they're funny.
0: I mean But they're all douchebags. Well I mean Like they... individually, you would never want to hang out with any of those guys.
1: Mm, no, yeah, you're right. None of them. Yeah. I
0: mean, they're just whole, like <laughs> they so who described it as sex in the city for men. Yeah. And yeah, what what I got pissed off about that show was how I'm like, I gotta watch these guys do this and I gotta go sell copiers tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the whole thing. There, that's why people. So, I, to... <laughs>
0: so I, stopped watching that after the first season. So said, it's so Ruben's... life life envy is basically what you. Stopped <laughs> oh, <yeah>. I'm
1: excited <laughs> for the movie, baby. I'm waiting. They're making a movie. I hope so. Make Jeez. five of
0: them. Yes. So yes. it would be like Sex in the City then.
1: Enterrà. If they could
0: bring back The Wire forever, I, I actually I started rewatching them all again. That's the good. The Wire. Oh my god, it's just. It's even better. This is the second time for me. It's even better now than it was the first time. It was too much information the first time. Now I'm like, after I've had a year to think about them all, and you kind of know day. what's happening
1: a little oh, bit. Oh my god! And
0: it's it's he drinks a lot. I watched some. Fa- <laughs> <laughs> he He has a drinking. I problem. watched some Family Ties last night. <laughs> <laughs> That'll that cool. do it for headlines. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the headlines. Very good. Ooh, that was a good long oh, segment. segment. Very good. Oh yeah. Nice and long. Come back and talk about other stuff. Come
1: back and talk about other stuff. Yeah, we're a little low. We're back. We're going to talk about other
0: stuff. You know I, what I didn't expect? I was watching that Tennessee game, the Broncos Titans. And I didn't expect, and although in hindsight I should have expected it, but I didn't expect to have so many Tennessee Titans players draw my ire the way they did. Oh yeah! And uh, this happens a lot. And Sean Green did it. Is that his name, Sean Green? Yes. Yeah, and Sean Green did it. But other guys have done it before. Mm. This coming in and doing the salute. Ah. This. This. This, I don't like.
1: (laughs) Feels disrespectful. (laughs) There's a lot of different things.
0: You know, not very many, uh, teams in all of professional sports have what I would consider a team kind of celebration or whatever. The Lambo Leap. That is, yeah, like the Lambo Leap is one of them. But even that is like, you know, adopted by so many teams and it's not like a specific thing that is, is based on a team, not an individual. You know what I mean? Like you can have your sack dance and you can have your other stuff, but like for some reason, in Denver, the salute has stuck around, and it's cool because it is a team thing. Man, that pissed me off when Sean Green was doing that.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw it him do that first time. I
0: even I yelled at my TV. Oh, I was gosh. like, ah. Oh. If he was trying to get under my skin, curling, he was successful Curling your feces at. The and TV. then Bernard Pollard, but I thought too oh, that was, was The worst, that
1: was but like with Sean Green too, he's a, he's a backup running back who's had you know enough limited success to where the Jets got rid of him. You know, and he's like like, like you're not even a marquee player, dude. Like, keep your mocking to a minimum because we can mock your whole career.
0: Well, the, the, what I realize is that probably has something to do with uh, jealousy. They're they're mocking and they're yeah. they're digging at us, you know. And maybe for a few minutes there, the Titans did, and rightfully so. Maybe they thought they had a chance to win that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and maybe was this was Sean Green's coming out party until, until about halftime. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> until about a little before halftime when My Prater hit that field goal.
1: Is Bernard Pollard is this the guy that hurt like Tom Brady and all that? Is that the same
0: guy? Well, uh, I I think I've hated him before because didn't he used to play for the Chiefs? No, he was on the Ravens. He was on the Ravens last year. That's right. And then the
1: year before, I think he was with the Chiefs. He's the guy that dove into Brady's knee and busted, like tore his ACL that year. Was that Bernard Pollard? I believe so. Yeah, about
0: ninety percent sure. He's a pretty dirty guy, and he was out of control in this game. And it got me to thinking about douchebags. And there's two primo examples of douchebaggery. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I was thinking. Broncos are hosting the Chargers on Thursday night, oh, yeah. and Chargers have an inordinate number of Love douchebags bags on their team. <laughs> yeah. uh, Philip Rivers, quite possibly the grandest of all douchebags. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Royal, who didn't need to be put in the douchebag category until he put himself in the douchebag category as soon as he left Denver and started coming back at the Bronco fans of all people. Yeah. Like, I don't know of a team or a city that adopted a guy as quickly as Eddie Royal. I mean, oh, there yeah. are people with Eddie Royal jerseys. 2008, they loved him. He's I went over to Eddie, a friend. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. The, yeah. I, I, I went McCaffrey. over to. Yeah. I went to the. uh uh, a friend's house to watch the KU, uh, CU game Saturday. Night. Which was amazing. That. that was sweet. Which was amazing. And I looked awesome. on his wall and he had a signed Eddie Royal jersey. <laughs> and I was like, dude, where you... that needs to go? He's like, I know, but I have it. It's like all framed. He, like you just can, I mean, that will literally that be quick, worth nothing. You know, that's not any sort of investment. And he he did tell me that an ex bought it for him, which makes more sense. This does make sense. She yeah. <laughs> didn't know any better. But, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, Manti Teo, Chargers. Where do you guys stand on Manti Teo? Cause I put him firmly in the douchebag category. I would like to meet his fake girlfriend.
1: <laughs> I, I kind of thought he was an idiot and then I just kind of feel bad for him now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, did, I can't really put him in the douchebag category because he looks, he's, he seems like a stooge. <laughs> you know, and like a douchebag knows what he's doing. He, he, I don't know if a douchebag knows that they're a douchebag. Yeah, I think, I think oftentimes douche, they don't. Know. I think one of the key things about a douchebag is oh, they know la- no they think they're yeah. really awesome. And they think everybody else thinks they're really awesome. Right, people who wear like uh have, you know, pussy chin beards and <laughs> J.R. Smith.
1: Can we throw uh can we throw Danny Woodhead in this category?
0: He's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> He's on my list. I can't stand Danny Woodhead. Well, why, me neither. Why, okay, why 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 not Danny Woodhead? Explain to me why he would be on that list. Because he's a douchebag. <laughs> that would
1: qualify. <laughs> he just seems like that, like a little annoying, you know, it seems like if you met him in a bar after the game, he like, you know, kind of blow you off. If you're like, hey, I'm going to buy a beer. And he'd be like, yeah.
0: I think that he, and this is going to sound, I don't know, maybe racist. I don't know. But I think there is a contingency of NFL fans, right, who like players like Danny Woodhead because they're white. That's probably true. You know what I'm saying? It happens in the like, NBA, too. It is a kind of a novelty surrounding this guy. Not only is he white, but he's small. Well, you see him, right? you see You know what s- they call that? Peyton Hillis syndrome. <laughs> Peyton Hillis. But when Peyton you see Hillis Danny, at least big. And, yeah. you know.
1: When you see Danny Woodhead, a lot of guys could be like, hey, he's just like me out there. Right? Like
0: <laughs> A, a douchebag. Just a short little white guy. <laughs> hey, hey, I relate to him because he's a douchebag. And right? also, uh, he comes from the Patriots, right? Uh, well, which so really that, makes that you reek them. of douchebag, like Rob Gronkowski. And he went to his. a. Oh, I, think, oh, I believe Woodhead me. went to an Ivy League college as well. Did he really? I think. Wow. Maybe. Um I, anyway, like I tend to dislike him. He went from the Patriots to the Chargers, two teams I'm, I'm not that big of a fan of. Yeah, not that um, big of a fan, but somewhat of a fan. What about now? What was that? Did you have Gronkowski on there? I didn't put Gronkowski on this. I mean, of course he's a douchebag. He's a complete douchebag. Um, I yes, I, I hate Gronkowski. He is. Uh, if I had to put a list together and I put all, you know, five hundred NFL players, if there's that many on a list, he would be at the top of the douchebag list. I can't stand him. It just reeks. I out. I felt ashamed at yeah. how ecstatic i was to hear about his injury <laughs> and when i usually see injuries like that i have to look away because it's gruesome and his knee bent the wrong way and i just was like show it again it really did there seems to be some sort of karma it. associated with all his leg problems I, well i'm it? i'm a little worried that karma's gonna come back to bite me because of the glee
1: <laughs> i did see you tweet out shortly after gronk's injury how you were not I, unhappy about it.
0: <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah. I hate that
1: guy, and I'm glad he's hurt. By the way, Danny Woodhead went to Shadron State.
0: <laughs> that is not an Ivy League school. That is <laughs> That's a Nebraska white short. <laughs> Quite short of the Ivies. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is the no Ivy League. That is the. But that is about as far away from that I is Ivy the league. Harvard of Nebraska. So like, <laughs> there's Ivy League schools, and that's an actual league. Then there's one other school they consider Ivy League, which is Stanford. That right? Yeah. And and Shadron is equidistant. From both the Ivy League schools and Stanford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is hilarious. That's funny. Too. So he it's like, so it's like Eagle, Colorado, right? Between Denver and Grand Junction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the, it's, yeah. Shadron's the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> um, what now? Uh, now I think I know where you guys are going to go. I, I think about, I, I tend to think quarterbacks are douchebags a lot. Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady, clearly, I, I would put him in the douchebag category. I think he's a good player and I don't think he's a douchebag because he reps Ugg boots. Because I want Uggs myself. I've asked every Christmas. People think I'm joking. I want some Uggs. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you joking? But I think he's he's a douchebag because he feels so entitled. And the way he complains to the refs after every even near pass interference call. Yes. uh, Exactly. And you know what? I think it works. We all saw that this week. It does because he throws a fit... Like he's a two-year-old on the sideline and on the field, just like screaming and yelling at the refs, and you know, and it's but you but what bothers me about that is it seems like it's done for the cameras. That is what bothers me. Is it's like he always has an eye about who is watching him. And and what other what else puts him in this this uh, category that we talked about is his lack of self-awareness, like his like when they show and this makes me really uncomfortable. When they did it with the Nuggets, when they did that, they announced the yellow jerseys and they did that photo shoot. Oh yeah. And they had Kenneth Fareed like growling. (laughs) You know? (laughs) They are like, show me your girl face, Kenneth. (laughs) You know? And like that, those pictures make me cringe. They really make me uncomfortable. But like when Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are doing their photo shoots before they, uh, square off on Sunday night football, Peyton, you know, Tom Brady's giving blue steel or whatever. And that, Is douchebag thing. I mean Peyton Manning tries to smile and it just kinda turns into like a like a weird sneer, you know. But country country bumpkin. He's certainly like, (laughs) all right, let's just get this over with and Tom Brady is just like, Oh, this is my shit right here. Let's do the (laughs) photos. This is what I'm made for. But uh anyway, Tom Brady douchebag Timmons.
1: Yeah. Say so yes. I, Nate has checked out of my, this My biggest it. problem with Tom Brady is I still don't like his helmet. I feel like the back of his helmet sits up way too high. I'm like, I see more of the back of his head than any other player, and I don't like that at all.
0: Yeah, with a stupid long neck. Yeah. high very, head. It's weird. He's such a high head. It's a strange thing. What about uh, the NBA? Oh, wait, more quarterbacks here. Jay Cutler. Uh, where do you put him? I put him in the douchebag category. How about you, Timmons?
1: I I don't mind him that much anymore. I, I you know I don't know. Even this season, I traded for him in fantasy, so I was kind of rooting for him to do well every once in a while. <laughs> I I don't, I don't know. It seems like he's been gone long enough. I I don't mind him.
0: None of I'd like actually like him as a quarterback, but I have friends who've met him and I know a lot about him, and he just.
1: Yeah, we used to it's, run into a him.
0: Douchebag quality about him,
1: and I've talked about it a lot. He used to hang out at Maloney's all the time, and he drink like I'm like he was a diabetic. He's drinking Jack and Cokes all night, and it's like I don't know if you should be doing that. But he also I don't know, he had a weird, very weird way of talking to women. I could say that.
0: Well, uh, I'll say this: I love Jake Hutler. Mm. I wish he was friends. I was friends with him. Mm. I don't think he's a douche. And you could you could also Jay. hang out with Kristen Cavallari. Yeah, I love
1: her. You'd <laughs> have a great time.
0: She is. Um what about NBA guys? Mm. Where's James Harden rank? Is he a douchebag or awesome? I I feel like I love James Harden. I really didn't I,
1: like him with Oklahoma City, but now that he's not with them anymore, I
0: found I him. like James Harden. He's, he's, yeah, inoffen- like he's inoffensive. Russell Westbrook is a douchebag. I love uh, uh, I like Russell James Westbrook's. Harden's <laughs> Yeah, I hate Russell Westbrook. Russell. I, Why Russell, don't we call him Russell Wussel, Russell Westbrook. Match Russell Westbrook. I,
1: I like James Harden's look though, the, I want to know can he maintain that look throughout his entire career? Cuz even like Carmelo shaved off the braids, Iverson eventually shaved off his braids. Can Harden go for this beard and mohawk look throughout his whole career? It'd be funny to see him at like 35 still rocking this.
0: You know, it was weird is to but think, it fits him. to think about uh that look, and it's pretty aggressive, but it does fit him. Do you remember?
1: I even Google image it and look at him pre-beard, like from his college days, and I <laughs> and just freaky, stare at it,
0: and I'm it's like, freaky. It's like a weird chin, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It looks, it looks weird with a chin. Yeah. <laughs> um I like, like, like James Harden. I don't think he's a douchebag. Russell Westbrook, douchebag. Russell Westbrook. Is Huge douchebag, douche right? right? I can
1: see how Oklahoma City fans absolutely love the guy, and I like how he plays with, like, such emotion, but, yeah, I can't. Stand
0: the, he, yeah. Russell Westbrook. What about Serge Ibaka? Douchebag. Douchebag. <laughs> stand Serge Ibaka. <laughs> <laughs> douchebag. Total douche. Uh What about Andrew Bogut? Oh, uh, oh God! Oh. Australian oh. douchebag. I, I love Andrew Bogut. I oh, like him. He's a work. I think he's cool. He's
1: not even a tough, tough guy. He's a fake tough guy. I like him. I think he's tough. Ah, oh, fake tough guy. Douche. he has
0: <laughs> <Ugh. It's> been Def <laughs> Curry.
1: D- I I I do get very upset when he gets hot and starts doing his <laughs> trot. He does that little like oh, trot yeah. thing and stuff.
0: Oh no! I, I, the only time I really hated him was when he was in Denver at one time and the Nuggets were just having an off day. I think it was the second night of a back to back, and the the Warriors were smashing him. and. He, he shot a three point shot and put him up by like 30 or something like that. It was something insane. And then he did that shoulder shake that Mark Jackson did. <laughs> and I wanted to come out of, through the television yeah. and smack him like a bitch. Have you Isn't seen, the, have you seen his
1: trot that he does though? when he gets going to, he does that like horse trot oh, thing. Oh yeah. And he's like, ah,
0: have you guys ever looked back on, on your own life critically and, and pointed out in your moments of, Douchebaggery that you have exhibited I
1: have millions <laughs> of them yeah,
0: Let me tell you one about me no. This was, must have been, I don't know It was definitely high school time It was an off-season game, basketball game we were playing Uh I don't remember what, like, fall, spring league, summer league It was out at Dakota Ridge High School mm. And I remember I started off the game And I hit two, three straight three-pointers To start out the game Like, within the first couple minutes of the game And I, I hit my third one And I and I'm running back, and I'm sure I'm like swagging her and up, you know, just being a little douchebag. And I said to the guy guard me, and I was like, "Damn, man, I got a hat trick already!" Oh God! Oh Lord! Was that even me? <laughs> the worst! I had three <laughs> three pointers. I know,
1: but
2: that's terrible. I thought
0: it was so cool at the time, and then it, as the words were coming out of my mouth. Even my own teammates were making fun of me. Like I and I didn't score him. again. <laughs> 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 you a I got nine points. Oh, I, feel so, I felt so. I, uh, that's but a similar but, thing. You know, you yeah. got to make some of those things. Steph Curry. I like Steph Curry. I don't think he's a douchebag. If he wasn't so good at shooting the freaking basketball, I might find some of that swagger. But it's the NBA, too. Because then, too, too like,
1: I mean. when a guy is a really good player or whatever and he has... Little to no emotion. You're like, come on, man, show like a little excitement. Like, obviously, my guy Wilson Chandler. It's like, yeah, I like guys that get pumped up after they do. You know, yeah, it's fun to play. Like, how could you not play with the crowd a little bit, especially when you're in basketball? Like, how could you not realize that there's you know 19,000 people in yeah, there with the know, right kind of on top
0: it. of you in basketball? It's like you cannot get away from the crowd. They they are right there, and it's like it's. I but mean, it's like you're describing it, with though. Wilson. It's like, it's how can you – I mean, you were always so stoic. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, it's like, show sh- it something, man. It's like – but at the same time, you know, I once – okay. I did manage to have a douchebag. <laughs> you know, like five minutes ago. Uh, yeah. Well, always. Just through this podcast, <laughs> but I'm talking about you – know. Yeah, this podcast is basically a vessel through which the three of us <laughs> – can be douchey. D- express <laughs> douchebaggery. No, I I actually – when I was in junior high school, I was – um I was in ninth grade. And we're in gym class and I'm playing, uh, again, okay, you have to understand. I'm a, i am was just a big, it dork. was the end of times. It was the worst I was of a, times. I was a big it dork. It was the best of times. I was never part of the jock <laughs> thing. You know, I, I was a point guard on a, on a basket, on a basketball team in junior high school, but I just, you know, that doesn't count. But anyway, I, I just a dork. I just never hung out with these guys. So I'm playing against a bunch of guys who are much taller than me, which is, you know, shocking. And. I hit like two incredible mid-range two-point shots. Cause they One of which they didn't have a three-point line back then, right? <laughs> yeah. One of which, yeah, yeah. This is back before the shot clock, and uh, <laughs> this was just a milk crate. <laughs> yeah. Bolted this is actually the a, of a peach barn. basket. They didn't let us <laughs> dunk because we the peach basket would come down. Um, but anyway, I did this double pump fake thing didn't in mid-air, and then just it was um, I made and went right through. And then on the way back to the other side, as I was guarding my man, I said, "Oh, you better stop guarding me, man! You better." <laughs> and you're doing the shimmy. I'm doing the doing said. the Mark Jackson shimmy thing here, which and then you tripped and then back and then you know I no he dumped at do me, but there was always a, a douchebag. The douchebag, the laziest guy on the on the court, right? Hits a shot and sprints back on defense. That's a douchebag move. You see it all the time. The laziest guy on the court. Then all of a sudden he hits a shot and turns around and sprints back. I hate that. Mm. <laughs> what about uh Andre Ugadala?
1: The worst. He's the douche. worst one in the NBA. Ugh. Douche. I get him out of here. What
0: he did in the playoffs outside of on the court. Okay. And which you already agreed with this. You were on to Andre Ugodala long before. If I read this I was this December tenth, two thousand and twelve. I would have said he was a douchebag. <laughs> Okay, I just want to know, everybody, to remember that. Yeah, it's it's so funny
1: how mediocre the Warriors look without him, though. They look terrible. Nuggets have a better record than the Warriors right now, but they didn't
0: when Iguodala was playing. Still a good player. What it said, you know, this is how much Iguodala is a douchebag. Zach Lowe had a column today talking about the Nuggets extensively in Grantland, and he— Do you think he thought about you when he wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> like that jerk I, I in think, Denver, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Um, and then he made the point of, of calling igadala Denver's best, losing their best player, and then being accused of treason. And I'm like, that pisses me off. He's not the best player on the team. There's a
1: few people that referenced that uh, that referenced igadala and called him the best player. I can't remember who it was. Somebody wrote a pretty good piece recently, and they they said Denver's best defensive
0: player, and I was like, okay, that's, that I would that's agree with. True, but I mean, it's not not the best player on the team. He no. was a,
1: a lot of nights last year. He was a total sieve on offense. I mean, yeah. He really hurt the team in a lot of
0: games. <laughs> you know, like this douchebag, and you're right, Ross. Total douche. Total freaking douche. Total douche. And by the way, a guy like Andre Iguodala doesn't wake up one morning. And decide that he's going to go be the biggest douche ever and give inside information to the opposing team that you're playing in the playoffs. No. He was always a douchebag. It just surfaced obviously to the mainstream where guys like me, guys who have insight, were able to identify that guy for who he was from the very beginning, which is... A supremo primo douche. I was yeah. say that Ross Ross was on him. He like did not like people and say Gadol from the beginning.
1: People would say too that the whole thing like he didn't really give Golden State info. and He played really well during that series. It's like yeah, but he was also. Yeah, the information he gave them not vital didn't cause the Nuggets to lose that series. His play didn't cause them to lose that series. Just the fact, though, that you're like getting friendly with the opposition, it just rubs people the wrong way. It's and like, that,
0: and by the way, people say that, and they look at like his statistical lines and say, "Oh, he was the best player the Nuggets had," but do not ever underestimate the difference between a good performance and and a winning performance, and and mm. all the difference is is not just 17 or 18 points a game and so many rebounds or whatever and a couple steals. That's not what determines whether or not you're good, and that's what stats people will never understand about the game of basketball. And, Jeff, you wrote a great article about Dan Issel
2: yeah.
0: in the 94 Nuggets run. You can analyze that whole game up and down, and Dan Issel will never once show up in the statistics line. Yeah. There would never be a PER for Dan Issel. Yeah. And so whatever Andre Igudala didn't do – and you know and and whatever he did do as far as getting friendly with the golden state warriors that's enough to make him not have a good series in my mind as as i've always said even on autopilot you can have good games in the nba absolutely and yeah. and carmelo anthony i always say this when the the year that he was traded midseason had a 50-point game against the Houston Rockets. His whole career has basically been (laughs) on autopilot. (laughs) Autopilot. You do things when you're on autopilot, the NBA player, and you're at that level. You're an elite-level player because you are in the NBA, and that is that is what you can do. His stats, in that sense, mean absolutely nothing. There's empty stats sometimes, and Andre Godala sometimes would get the emptiest stats because he would collect empty offensive stats when his forte – quote-unquote was defense so it's like it fools people and makes them think things that he wasn't and how and it's and honestly if you're playing 30 minutes a game or 35 minutes a game you know it ain't that hard i mean how many possessions are there it ain't that hard to throw up 15 20 points yep it really isn't and a lot of guys out there like andre Ugadala could be you know 22 24 point guys you know points a night guys but they don't need to be that they can get the you know, go along, play with half a heart, put together some good games. So, anyway. Yeah, Iguodala, douchebag. Yeah. People would say, Serge too. Ab- or, I mean, Andrew Bogut, awesome. Douchebag. Mm, douche. Guess <laughs> guess douche. Would bad. you like him on the Nuggets, though?
1: Bogut? Yeah. No, he'd always be injured.
0: You know, uh, James Harden is the guy on my wish list, right? I mean, well, I think he's probably the best player to watch. He's the funnest player to watch. Yeah, he I is very – he's a, he, I, I didn't like James Harden. was like with Nate. I didn't like James Harden when he was on the Thunder. But since he's been with Houston, I've grown to appreciate his abilities on the offensive end. He's a terrible defensive player, but I mean, he's at least he w- actually that's that's not true because on the Thunder, he was actually pretty good on the defensive end, or at least was able to hide it. Um, on he's the, just almost
1: asked to do so much on offense that he feels
0: like he can, yeah, coast a little bit on defense yeah, and take, it's like, take it off a little. You little can't really,
1: really, you can't do that. I mean, if yeah. you're going to be a good player in the NBA, you. You have to play on
0: both. There's things. very few too good two way players. In the unless NBA. you're a football team like the Broncos, in which case mm. defense is irrelevant. Irrelevant. Hey, What's but on? the Broncos' point differential this year is historically wide between the points they give up and the points they score. It's 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 like historical. They are the best in history in the NFL. They're right? awesome. Yeah, awesome, They're awesome Broncos. Well, that wow. We talked a lot about douchebags. Yes, we did.
1: You said that word a <laughs> lot. <laughs> Awesome. Well, should we take a short one, come back, talk? Uh, I don't know, Broncos or Nuggets. Broncos, or something? Nuggets, sounds good. A hey, potpourri. Yeah. Potpourri.
0: Ah, oh, it's in the air, isn't it, guys? The holiday season. Oh, Christmas is a coming, everybody. And uh, I know you all have put off your Christmas shopping just like I have until the last minute. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't matter because I'm going to Amazon.com to do all my shopping. But first, I'm going to click through the Amazon banner at the top of the page. And actually, I don't even have to do that because I've already bookmarked that link. And every time I go to Amazon, I click there. And we want to thank you all for doing that. I want you to keep doing it, especially as you're going out and you're buying all your Christmas presents for all your kin. You know, kin is only only word used once a year, basically. Yeah. You never use the word kin. It's true. It's, it's always Christmas around the holidays. It's yeah. the only
1: time I use it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's the only time I see my kin. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, go to Amazon.com and click through that banner. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you doing it. And if you haven't done it already... Sign up for Amazon Prime and start getting yourself some free two-day shipping. You might not know this, but you can add other people to your Amazon Prime account. I got my uh, my mom and my dad, uh, my wife, my sister, my brother. They're all using – they're all mooching off of my Amazon Prime account. <laughs> that, they're that getting shipping, free money, shipping.
1: Yeah, and that shipping money adds up. Plus when you know you can order something Monday and get it Wednesday. God,
0: I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. It's the, the, best, the best part of uh, Amazon Prime is that free two-day shipping. They're it's like if lot you of... run out of an, uh, ankle socks. They're all dirty. It's yep. like you don't even have to wash them. You I, just order brand I new ones. If I had a dime yeah. for every time I've heard Nate whine about having not any clean ankle <laughs> socks. Yeah, hey,
1: I'm worn two day in those bad boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, check it out: Amazon.com. Click that Amazon banner at the top of the page at ColorSportsGuys. You know what? You know what's funny? Talk about the holiday season. Dooboo Why hasn't dooboo. some person like invented holiday seasoning? Ah, mm. that's a really good idea. Holiday season. It would be like make your TM chicken. Jeff Morton. <laughs> it would be like make your chicken taste like eggnog.
2: Yeah. Yes. And pine cones. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Christmas tastes like pine. Oh, no, it yeah.
0: tastes like uh, whiskey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holiday seasoning. Yeah. Holiday seasoning. It's like Low- Lowry's. Lowry's. Lowry's holiday, s- seasoning. holiday seasoning. That's right. Yeah. You know, was... I made chicken the other day, and I bought this seasoning for it, and I I, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I treated the seasoning like breading instead of just like – and this was a it. salt lick. It was The chicken was inedible. I don't know what I was – I was absolutely not thinking. It was the worst. It was, it was the worst chicken ever made in the history the of, of Earth. It was the best chicken. It was the worst. <laughs> I, if you would put it out in the woods, even the deer would avoid it. That's how disgusting it was. But it was so salty. Delicious. Wow, that's that's really salty. It but I, it doesn't surprise me if you encrusted it and season it. Encrusted it was basically salt. <laughs> yeah, <And Yes>. basically encrusted <laughs> it with salt. Boys, we're about an hour into this
1: bad boy. So instead of doing Broncos and Nuggets, I feel like we've talked a little Broncos. I mean, they did what they do. They blew out a team. Titans were a little bit cocky. We got the Chargers on Thursday. Big. Pretty big rivalry game. Chargers are still in the playoff hunt, I believe. Am I off?
0: Yeah, I I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, mathematically, so the Chiefs would have to pretty much tank, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I will say this. a Peyton Manning. It was the best game I've ever seen Peyton Manning play. That was an incredible. I mean, game. he looked like Joe Flacco out there. Yep. <laughs> Flacco <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did. Every ball he threw was perfect. Oh, the I, wide receivers were so out of their Strong element. arms too. Oh I my mean, god. Arms. Arm. You know, and it was it was the best I've seen him play this year, maybe. I think so. I th- absolutely think that. Uh, Very wide frigid day out there. It was cold as hell. Uh, guys were turning around, running like hook patterns. Turning around, and balls were just bouncing off their face masks because they weren't ready for it. The balls were too accurate, too hard, too well thrown. <laughs> Dem- he kept yelling at Demarius Thomas. I feel bad for that guy because yeah. he's like kind of an idiot. I think he's kind of a dim bulb out there. But uh
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's very smart. But just uh, his SAT.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so maybe he's smart, but he's not smart enough for Peyton. But he's not like a bad guy either. He's not like a head case like Terrell Owens or anything. Yeah, he just is like. A little slow, you know. <laughs> what, what, what about Eric Decker? I mean, Eric oh, Decker has stepped the F up. Hasn't he? You know, people are saying he's I a don't level. know if he's
1: stepped up or if he've, he's just gotten back to the level he was at last year. He has stepped yeah, I think the F. so. <laughs>
0: I started to forget. I started to forget that he was good last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's back in he one knee yeah. over. Yeah, but he's a... Uh, baby been, blues, uh, one me over. People can talk about the Broncos. I mean, it's so exciting. I can't even believe it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're getting more... I mean, the next three games, I mean, after... what well, You got the, the Chargers Thursday, but, I mean, the next two games after that are against teams that have completely checked out of the season. So, I mean, basically, it's like coast time until the playoffs, which is always scary because you don't want a team going in and firing on all cylinders into the playoffs, but... They will be. It's... It, this year... There, it is important absolutely absolutely imperative. paramount imperative that they win out this yep. year they cannot they cannot risk it there it's too the, the AFC is too close we we got to get that i don't want to
1: i don't want to see the broncos have to go to new england i no, just would not want to see uh, that and i hate the fact that new england won their game the way they did off a pass interference call that was such bs i was so upset about that Ugh. it's the and that's what new england's going to get i mean and that you I, might get that in the playoffs. It. That's why you, you don't want to go there because. Don't go there. We we talk about it a lot in the NBA about officials influencing the game. But, man, in football, they can really have a huge impact on the game. One or two missed calls here or there. And it's just a completely different ballgame. Oh well, yeah, you're, you're,
0: you're absolutely right. That is very true. And you don't want that's It's total. You're right. There's total BS the way they won that game, too. And it's like they get celebrated. And then you got some idiot on, on Albert Breer. Um, as a writer for, I think CBS and uh, located out of Boston was saying, I should call him Albert Breer. <laughs> <It's> Albert Breer. <laughs> the writer from CBS Sports out of Boston, um, said that. That's what Russell Wilson says when he orders a, a beer. What's <laughs> Is it Albert Breer? Albert Breer. <laughs> no, he said yes, he would have a beer. Did you say he said you want a beer? <laughs> he said that Peyton, Ma- I uh, he, buy, buy, buy. he said that Tom Brady won the MVP of the NFL. With that performance. Uh, against Cleveland. Yeah, and then the, the post-columnist said, no, it's actually Peyton Manning. Yeah. And then they went out and had a columnist fight, yeah. which is actually worse than a blogger fight.
1: You get that lead in yeah, your skin true. from the pencil? <laughs> that's ow, true. Ow. It's
0: a little it's a little less nerdy than a blogger fight. Yeah. I um, mean, that's, that's
1: basically Broncos, though. They did what they did. Uh, they got the early Thursday game. So now I think since the Broncos are playing Thursday, I'm going to try to negotiate and figure out a movie marathon for Sunday. Ooh. Yeah. Just watch The Wire Or I could just watch The Wire, <laughs> no, the Wire, uh, Wire
0: Watch uh, Family Ties
1: <laughs> I want to go see some movies but I do want to talk a little bit about Nuggets Obviously I love to talk about the Nuggets They are uh, the team that I follow The closest in this fair state of ours
0: the, it was the barn burner in Washington, I think, that got a lot kind of people awful. excited. But
1: if, but if you look at, uh, I mean, taking that game and kind of putting it in the bigger picture of, they went on a six game road trip and they came back four and two. I mean, that's
0: and by not the way, bad. They last, didn't play the
1: best teams on this road trip,
0: but four and two. Week, I'll take I it. I thought the Nuggets were six games into a road trip and six and zero. Oh. I don't know if you guys caught that during our <laughs> podcast oh, last yeah? week. <laughs> Did not be even better, but uh, (laughs) that's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Both those teams took that night off, right? I mean, they couldn't care. Well, each team had three starters out. Yeah, so so it was like it was dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. And that game made me hate John Wall. And even like the last,
1: (laughs) the last three games the Nuggets played, it was kind of like, man, they almost need to be like tased or you know slapped in the face. Like they didn't seem like they were really as into those last. The Boston game,
2: yeah.
1: uh, the Philly game, and then that Washington game. They're just the energy level overall. No energy. None. And it was, you know, I'm seeing these guys on Instagram. They're out playing, uh, the racing go karts. They're having a good time. It's like, bring some of that energy to these
0: games. Come yeah. on, guys. That pisses you off, huh? <laughs> when you see uh, your guys not focusing on basketball. Well, these road trips. No, not that. Just, <laughs> just the fact that it was like a you know, long road no, trip. I saw road Von the... Miller at the Jay Z concert. I was pissed off. <laughs> it's like, get home. Where do you think Peyton is right You're now? You're like Von. He's watching film. <laughs> He's at the Grizzly Rose line dancing. <laughs> what what <did> you, like, <laughs> one
1: foot in, one foot out. One did foot did you in, one foot out. H to out. the Izzo
0: yourself out of here. <laughs> um But it's it's. I, I think the, the problem I, I have with that road trip was that they they played okay. They didn 't play great and and they didn't play great teams. What bothered me was not the actual play but the attitude and the lackadaisical crap just bothered me and it's like yeah you can forgive it on a road trip blah 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 but you don't like seeing that that's like that's like a that's a maturity thing almost like a people were asking me about this as well James
1: Gomez and then uh, our guy Brady hole and they're asking me to pinpoint what was going on. I'm like, I don't know if it was just cause they were gone for so long. If they had a little bit of, Hey, we're pretty good. And these teams are going to be playing. Aren't that good. So we can probably just waltz through here. And it's like, you can't, Have those kinds of attitudes because we've seen good energy out of them when they play like the Thunder, the Spurs, like these bigger teams. And, you know, George talked about it last year, and you can probably bring it up now, too. Is it's a young team where they get excited for the big games, and maybe they think that they can just walk over some of these, you know, 8 and 12 teams or 10 and 10 teams. It's like, no, you guys aren't that good. You can't just win a game based off of talent. Like, you guys actually have to give. Like Shaw says almost every day at practice, they don't give good effort. If they don't have focus, they're not going to win.
0: Yeah, and this is absolutely true. And they almost lost a horrible game. Awful, awful game last night. That is dreadful to watch. One of those games where you're like, I don't care if I'm following. I mean, I didn't even see it live. (laughs) I had to watch the replay, and I'm like... It was tough. I was like fast-forwarding through.
1: You had like... Kenneth Freed missed two free throws. You had the Wizards, you know, uh miss a layup, get another layup blocked.
0: Oh, the end of the game was just like And then
1: John Wall loses the ball. He like Marlowe's they're watching it three or four times and he finally determines, Oh, nobody touched it. He just yeah. dropped it. I was he like, just, Yeah,
0: he he just dropped the ball. Yeah. John Wall just like like had a conniption and the ball went from his hands.
1: And they had the, they had the missed pass too, where Trevor Ariza has Marcin Gortat wide open on a pick and roll and just throws it out of bounds. It was like I don't know how the Nuggets won that game, but they didn't win it. You know, based off anything other than luck, probably. No, 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 no.
0: There wasn't any winning going on in that game. There was a whole bunch of losing, and it's just one team lost more than the other one. Yeah, that's all that was. That was the best way. But I'd, I'd take four and
1: two on the road trip. You know, yeah. if you can come back and get refocused, you got a pretty big week. You got Oklahoma City here next Tuesday. Yeah. They have a Friday game, I believe, against somebody. Uh Utah. Utah Jazz. And then there's somebody in between there? <laughs> Pelicans or something? Right? New
0: Orleans, yeah. <laughs>
1: It's all guesswork at this point, Ross.
0: You would we don't. Well, we don't release a would, schedule until day of. You would I, I you would think, would, think we actually the nausea. Nuggets, yeah.
1: <laughs> I focus, you know, kind of day by day. So sort of, if there's an off day in between, I'm lost. <laughs> I gotta
0: take it game by game, day by day. Game by game, but, game by day. Really happy right now.
1: And then we kind of saw uh, Brian Shaw do something that we were used to with George too, and that's take his primary backup and leave him there. And insert, you know, a different guy. Andre Miller starts for the injured Ty Lawson. We saw you know JJ Hickson move to center and start instead of starting Mozgov. Like yeah. these coaches really don't seem to like to disrupt their rotation pattern with, with backups. Like they even though it's kind of a little weird, because Andre Miller's played a lot of small forward this year. He's played a lot of shooting guard and small yes, forward, is. and
0: that's very strange. It's very true. How many years was Carl here? Eight and eight and a half. Eight and a half years. You know you guys have you know spent a good eight and a half years watching that guy coach analyzing his his uh eighty two rotations times 8. right <laughs> yeah his rotations and all that stuff expressing your frustrations yeah with that mainly with the new guy it sounds like you guys are saying finding a lot of the same frustrations. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's stuff. necessarily <laughs> frustration, but it's more of a like we're we're still getting to know him, so how he his modus operandi, so to speak. So you guys uh, pay attention to the other teams' rotations when you guys are watching these games from your, you know, value wow. your an, a- analytical point of view. I don't
1: have the time this year, but last year I had NBA League Pass, and I could name probably every player in the league, and I knew. Pretty much the rotation feel of about probably eight or nine teams where I was like, I knew it almost as good as the Nuggets. And it was kind of, it's like, man, this is pretty nerdy, but it was (laughs) awesome. I loved it. But not, I don't, I don't pay too close attention a little bit. Like, like,
0: it's, it's hard. Okay. Because you you have, so you invest so much time concentrating on your own team, right? If you looked at it from both ways, it's hard to invest that much time digesting the rotation of, you know, um, Randy Whitman, you know, it's like, okay, I, it's probably, he's just arbitrarily throwing people out there, that sort of thing, you know, but the, the nuggets, (laughs) it's a funny way to look at it. He's probably just has no clue what he's doing. like, he's (laughs) pulling people in from the stands, you know, it's, I I don't, but the nuggets, it's like easier to look at, but then, but you make a, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you got to pay attention to what the other team's doing because there's matchups going on. You know that the Brian Shaw is trying to match up with with whatever they're doing, but at the same time they're always trying to dictate. So it's it's a it's more of an art than a science. With we uh, have
2: with
1: it's funny though because we'll hear from guys like you know there was fans there's a lot of nuggets fans that wanted the team to look at Rick Adelman a couple years ago at least we had two or three guys who were like nuggets yeah. should bring in Rick Adelman yeah. we talked to Houston fans or, and they're always like his rotations were terrible he had no rhyme or reason for benching guys and this or that <laughs> so you kind of almost get that there are similar frustrations yeah. among fans with every single coach in the NBA you're always going to find cuz you are watching so much and thinking that it should be done one way or you're not understanding something. So it's funny how you probably come up with a lot of similar
0: frustrations from fans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, frustrations with, John Fox play calling those types of things, silly. right? Yeah, <laughs> and you're like Del Rio's
1: doing. He won't challenge either. What's he doing? You know,
0: Foxball. People getting upset at Foxball. I thought we were going to go for it every
1: time Joe Rio was head coach. What's up? Why are they punting?
0: And then and then uh, Fox is like going for it Do uh, I two two fourth downs. That was awesome in the first drive. And that, that was yeah, awesome. But
1: then the second drive, the Broncos had it again down inside the five, and then kicked the field goal. I was like, Hey, what gives? I thought we were going for it all the time. <laughs> what <now."> gives? What <laughs> is?
2: Figure it out. Hey, it's <laughs> awful. Uh,
0: my Terrible. So, uh, yeah, Nuggets four and two. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's I th- awesome.
1: I think it's it'll You'd be like good. to see
0: that on a home stand.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd take that on a six game home stand. Four and two, five and one. But I think I'm, I'm looking forward to if the. They went uh,
0: four and six out of every. Or four and two out of every six games, they like win way like over fifty percent of their games. Won a lot of games. That right. that, you know, it's interesting. You're looking at the month of December. The Nuggets have four straight home games now, and then later in the month, I think it's the 23rd, they play the oh, yes. Warriors. But I'm looking Ooh. at this. I'm
1: looking at this coming up, and it's you know the Jazz. That's a gimme game. The Pelicans contest now that they don't have Anthony Davis you got to be able to win that game. Yeah. And then you're looking at that Thunder game on the 17th on Tuesday, and you're like, that's a big game. That's at least a good game to kind of get a measuring stick for Nuggets. how the Nuggets have progressed. Nuggets
0: can win that one because they should have won the one in, in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. So, but
1: if they if they play the way they did on the road trip, if they don't correct what they were doing, they'll yeah. get smacked in that game. Yeah, hopefully and hopefully Brian Shaw is addressing that.
0: One. I mean, I really, I really hope that Brian Shaw, and I think he is, it's you're telling him, you know, and
1: it's Oklahoma City. I think the guys won't have any problems being get motivated for that. Yeah. I mean, they're they're going to want to play, you know, Westbrook, Durant, and Serge Ibaka as well. Serge Ibaka,
0: Serge that guy's awesome. Yeah, he that guy, is that guy <laughs> is both awesome and a douchebag <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if we got anything else to cover, guys. That might be about been,
0: it. No fun week. let's good talking to you guys. Yeah. we'll uh, do but it I w- again.
1: I want to see on Sunday. I want to see the Out of the Furnace movie, even though I keep hearing bad things about it.
0: Never even it, heard bro. of it.
1: It's Leo DiCaprio's. He produced it. Christian Bale and Casey Affleck. It's called, called right Out of, of oh, the is Furnace. Is that the, is yeah. that
0: the uh, one, you know, uh, uh, Christian Bale has like a beard. Long hair and yeah. a
1: beard. Yeah. yeah. And he's he, like just got out of prison. His it's Christian Bale or something.
0: and Casey Affleck. Yeah. It's going to be dynamite.
1: That's what I think, too, right? Yeah, of course. So I'm thankful the Broncos are playing Thursday so that I can maybe spend my Sunday watching that movie. There you go.
0: Yeah. There you go, buddy. Got it all planned out. I do indeed. All right. (laughs) So Nate's going to watch Family Ties on on Sunday. (laughs) Yep. What are you going to do? I'm going to be probably watching all of my correct picks come to fruition. (laughs) Oh, here it comes. It's coming. I'm running away with it.
1: And we know what Jeff's gonna be doing: reviewing tape from the 1994 Nuggets-Chad <laughs> series.
0: If I could find it, I would, and that's totally true. I, I was watching. Right uh, speaking of that, I was watching some of those clips that you recommended in that masterful Dan Issel piece from Denver Stiffs yeah, thank you. I was watching some of those uh, clips on YouTube. And I was remembering fondly back to the time where they only showed the score when a score happened.
2: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Which
1: I, I got a couple texts from people that are complaining that the altitude scoreboard, it's at the top of the screen during Nuggets games. And they're like, it's blocking the basket when these guys are shooting. Like, I want to be able to see the hoop. So you it know? blocks the basket? I don't think so. They kind of move it when the shot goes up, but it does kind of block a little bit. I mean, it, you got to put it somewhere on the screen, right? It has to go somewhere. It should be on the bottom. And they have it on the top. Altitude goes from the top. Like the bottom corner. Altitudes is like the top and just off center to the left just a touch. Yeah, it is. But it's not all the way to the left. It's not left justified and it's not centered.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) Anyway, it's not like I've watched a (laughs) Nuggets game. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here, guys. We'll
1: come back (laughs) Thursday night. We got Gamblers on the Storm coming at you. We'll see you for that. Until then, see you later, I guess? I don't
0: know. Yeah. That's how you end the show.